Welcome to this month's episode of the FCA Podcast, an original podcast series produced by the Florida Chiropractic Association. I'm Jennifer Durr, CEO of FCA, and I'm here with today's guest, Dr. Bethany Dixon of Wesley Chapel, Florida. Dr. Dixon received her Bachelor of Science in Dietetics and Nutrition from the University of Pittsburgh and her chiropractic degree from National University of Health Sciences. She then completed certified medical examiner training, which allows her to perform DOT and CDL physicals. Dr. Dixon is involved in the North Suncoast Chiropractic Society and was recognized as a 2016 FCA Emerging Leader. Dr. Dixon owns two clinics. One is the Driver's Health Clinic, conveniently located inside of the Travel Centers of America in Wildwood. She can be heard weekly on Sirius XM channel 146 on Road Dog Radio. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Dixon. I'm excited to speak with you today and learn more about your service to the professional driving community. Can you give us your background and what led you to become the driver's doctor? Absolutely. In 2014, the FCA had their first class with Team CME, and I took that class. And so it was great. So the laws had changed in 2014, stating that the people able to give those DOT physicals had to take an exam through the federal motor carrier. And through a lot of legislation, we were allowed to do those as well, which we very well should be. I took the opportunity when Team CME had their weekend-long class at the FCA, and it was fantastic. I sat for my boards right after that and was granted permission. At that point, I had come in contact with a couple companies. I have a history of family. So my father was a crane operator and a truck driver and had worked for some local companies. And so before I paid the money, actually, for the board exam and whatnot, I called them and said, hey, if I go through all this, are you willing to use my services? And so they said, absolutely. I went ahead and I went through all of that. And then I called the companies back and said, hey, I'm ready to rock. And they said, fantastic. So I started with on-site DOT physicals with a couple companies. And then in 2016, I found the site with the TA in Wildwood and rented a spot there and it just took off from there. Wow. That's a really great story. So what did you do? I know you have a history of other professional careers that you did, but before you got into chiropractic, what led you to this point? My first degree is in nutrition. I'm a registered dietitian and I went to school at Pitt. I did the whole internship, became an RD, and practiced that way. But I actually wanted to be a Cairo at age eight. So my sister had fallen down a spiral staircase, and no other doc had a, been able to help her other than the doc that adjusted her. And so just at age eight, I decided I wanted to be a chiropractor. He was actually a DO and said if he had to do it all over again, he'd be a DC. So that was the route that I had going. With that, though, it was interesting. So my goal was to be a dietitian with being a Cairo because I thought it worked really well. During my senior year of undergrad, I actually got sick. I had thyroid cancer. So I had to, I was so thankful that I had a degree to fall back on. When I talk to kids now, my biggest advice that I tell any of them, including my son who's in college right now, was when you pick a four-year degree, pick something that you can actually do something with. 
And so no offense to the people that just got generic degrees, but for my son and for most of the kids that I'm talking to, if you graduate with just a general, most of us go to school and get a biology degree or something, just blanket science. I'm finding if you get stuck like I did at the end of four years and can't go on and get to your goal, I needed to get a job right away. So luckily I had a degree and was able to sit for those board exams and became a registered dietitian so that I could go get a job. And I was so thankful for that decision. I practiced as a dietitian for many years and then moved to Arizona and there were no dietetic jobs around because it was in a completely rural area. And so I went into banking and ended up doing extremely well, although I didn't actually enjoy it and became a financial advisor with J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, I had over seven licenses and had a $50 million book of business and I was trading stock market trades and mutual funds and all of that kind of stuff. I had moved back to Florida and I had an office in Tampa and, and one in Orlando. And although I did financially very well, I hated every day of it. So at that point I decided to quit and come back to school and luckily I found national and it was local and a fantastic school. And I went back to actually find my dream of being a Cairo and graduated in 2014, which was at the same time that the law for the federal motor carrier came out. So it all lined up really well. And my goal was to create a practice for myself. I didn't want to work for anybody, create a practice that I didn't have to bill insurance. So my sister deals with insurance billing for carriers that are like us, chiros and, and naturopaths and those kind of things. And so she said, whatever you don't take insurance. So my biggest goal was to try and be a cash practice and this fit in really nicely. Yeah. I decided to open my practice up in 2016 inside of a truck stop and offer at that point chiropractic, nutrition, DOT physicals, drug and alcohol testing. Wow. So the first clinic you had was in the TA in Wildwood? Yeah, I practiced out of my house once I graduated in 2014. I didn't have anybody come to the house, but I was mobile. So I practiced at Saddlebrook. I had all the kids. Saddlebrook is a golf tennis spa here in Florida, but they're more than a spa. They have kids that live there and learn just to do very expensive. They come in as a boarding school. So they have school and they do tennis and golf. I went to them two, three times a week and did their care. And then at the same time, I had done the on-sites for the DOT physicals. And so I was doing all of that. So from 2014, late 2014, because August is when I passed my board exams, through 2016, I did mobile stuff. So either mobile DOT or mobile Cairo. So what does a day look like for you practicing at basically a truck stop? So it's interesting. It is totally different than being in a Cairo office. When I was in high school, I was 14 and, and I volunteered because I was too young to have a job. And then I worked for a Cairo at 16 and then worked for them through college. So I knew how a, a Cairo office worked. And it's very different doing the DOT side. So when I first opened in 2016, I did offer chiropractic and nutrition as well. They would come in. I had my EHR, but it was all cash. I didn't do any insurance. 
So it worked really well, but I wasn't overly busy with just the DOT stuff. As I brought in large carriers like Knight and Landstar and Swift and Coca-Cola, and I have all of these large accounts now, I found I just didn't have time for the Cairo. So currently, I don't do any Cairo at all. I'm strictly DOT physicals, drug and alcohol testing, hair follicle testing, and, and stuff that is asked for from the carriers. I have a lot of over-the-road owner-operators as well, but a lot of my practice is the large carriers at this point. Wow. So you made relationships with those carriers and their drivers know Dr. Dixon as who you need to go see and get your physicals and anything yes. else? That's really neat. Yeah. So I got tagged as the driver's doctor about a year into it. I had written an article for Road Dog Magazine and on posture and sitting in the truck. And then I wrote another article for another trucking magazine on supplements. From then I got asked to be on Sirius XM. And so I bounced around with a couple different people. Channel 146 is Road Dog Radio. And so I did a lot of that, but it was very sporadic. But over the last six years, I've gotten to a point where Mark Willis and I have a weekly call and it's a call and talk show talking about health, nutrition, pretty much anything. And so I got tagged as the driver's doctor and it just took off from then. And that opened a lot of doors to the large carriers. I did a lot of work myself to gain those relationships with the large carriers as well. So that definitely didn't happen overnight. But as that grew, it definitely has opened the door. And so that's your full time. That's your five day a week practice as you are working with drivers. And now is it only tractor trailer drivers or are there other kinds of Amazon or companies like that? Yeah. So I have Amazon as well. And Amazon actually even has a training program called 160 Academy. So I have them as well. They come in and send their drivers to us. So pretty much... I even have companies that do transporting back and forth to the airport. So anybody that has to have a driver's DOT physical doesn't necessarily mean they're CDL drivers. Most of my drivers are CDL drivers, but I do have some companies that due to insurance purposes want their drivers to have DOT physical, even though they're a non-DOT driver. There's also companies that require fit testing. And so that's an additional test that they put their drivers through and where they have to lift 50 pounds, they have to be able to do certain ergonomic things, walk for six minutes. They have to, there's a whole lineup of things that they have to do for their fit test in addition to a DOT physical. So that I do for those companies as well. And those are tailored for each company. They right. come with their own set of programs. It sounds like you do have a little bit of an opportunity to encourage wellness and the chiropractic lifestyle just by virtue of the fact that you're examining these drivers and you're seeing like, oh, you might need to go get this checked out. Or do you have some opportunity to encourage them? I do for sure. And I actually have a, a local chiro that I went to school with and we have a great relationship. So I send people to him all the time because I just don't have time anymore. I, I miss that part it is what my passion was. And I definitely miss caring for the patient in that capacity. But I do a lot of 
talking about health in general. So doing the DOT physicals, we talk about blood pressure and diabetes and pretty much everything under the sun that comes through. So I, I do a lot of health education and I still talk a ton about nutrition. That's a very big part of what I do. And then obviously every Wednesday from four to five, the call-in show is predominantly on food and wellness. The chiropractic is still there and I had an incredible education through national. So I'm very thankful for what they gave me with the solid background to be able to examine head to toe and feel as though I could go toe to toe with any medical doctor as far as the education that I was given. So I'm very grateful for all of that. And yeah, I just feel like I was really well equipped. Yeah. What kinds of questions did the drivers ask when they call on the show? Oh, goodness gracious. I get all kinds of things. <laughs> the most bizarre was one where we were having a debate on showering. So you've got to understand the driver's life is very different. And in my well, in one of, I have multiple locations, but in one of my stops, we have 10 shower bays and they have laundry. So they come in and as long as they fill up with enough fuel, the shower's free or they can just pay for it. They go in and they're individual. They're really nice. And so they go in and, and take care of all of that need because a lot of them either don't go home for weeks or months, or some of them don't even have a home. There's some that live out of their truck. And when they have time, they'll go visit family and take a vacation, but they don't actually have an address or they're out for three months and then they go home for a week or two and then they go back out for another three months. One of them was called in and said, do we really need to shower? How often do we need to shower? And he actually claimed he only showered every two weeks and used some baby wipe things. And I, I definitely frowned upon that and went into the whole hygiene thing, but that was probably one of the most bizarre calls that I've had through this whole process. Yeah. Now, I can imagine that being a driver, it lends itself to a lot of, it's a challenge. You, you don't get the movement that you need to. Like you said, you don't necessarily a lot of times eat the right way. So what kind of musculoskeletal type things can these drivers develop just because they're sitting all day long? Sure. So there's definitely repetitive injuries sitting all day and then also throwing straps. If you've got a driver that loads and unloads their own stuff, we see a lot of shoulder issues. You see a lot of neck issues, low back issues, lifting improperly, jumping off of the trailer where they shouldn't be and knee injuries, but there's a ton of repetitive motion injuries. So our shoulder neck just from shifting gears and going down the road those type of things. And then there's a lot of health issues for poor eating and poor choices along the way. And so I'll have a healthy young driver come in and I've been in the same office for seven years now. And so I've seen the progression. And so they can come in being nice and young and healthy and fit and then come back two years later with a two-year card and they're putting a little weight on and then come back two years later with another two-year card and they've put a lot of weight on and now they're spilling sugar and I have to have a diabetes conversation with them or their blood pressure is high and we have to have that conversation. So just not taking care of themselves. And during COVID, it was even more difficult because I worked the whole time. I didn't take any time off and our drivers don't typically take any time off. They're, you know, required to be out there to get us all of our goods and products out there. 
but a lot of the restaurants closed, which was very difficult. Even the restaurant in the TA and Wildwood closed down. And so fast food was the only thing they could get. And then sometimes the fast food wasn't even available or they weren't allowed to go in and they didn't have a vehicle to drive around. It became a whole ordeal and it was horrible for them. And a lot of the restaurants haven't reopened. So my biggest push for them is being prepared. Find time to go to a grocery store and fill up your mini fridge and make healthier choices. And if you're prepared, then, you know, your week will go a lot better than if you're just buying impulse buying at the truck stop. I've also had a little influence of at least in the truck stops I've had to try and bring in a set of better food options. And then the TA in general, I talk to the TA people and I've been in there long enough that corporate actually will talk to me and listen to me. And so they'd integrated some great changes, but again, if they're not buying them, shelf spaces is money. So they have a lot more fresh foods they're offering and a lot of the protein bars are better quality and those kind of things, but they're expensive. But the push for, for better options overall is getting better. And they brought in, I believe it's the Mayo Clinic, I could be wrong, but one of them to go over all their menus in their restaurants to bring in healthier options in the restaurants as well. So trucking is just a very physical job, even though it seems like they're sitting. It's hard on the body. And as they drive down the road and constant compression from vibration is very hard on the disc. And so I see a lot of this in breeze and again, the repetitive motion injuries. So it's definitely an opportunity to treat as well. Yeah. It's really neat that you've made a difference in that way. You're there to do the physicals and get them what they need to get on the road, but it's nice that you've been able to incorporate your training and your background in the whole truck stop. That's pretty neat that you've been able to educate on all the wellness, not just chiropractic, but nutrition. Yeah, I was asked to speak at the um, National Women Trucking Convention as well, so I spoke there. I've had quite a few different speaking events, actually internationally. I just spoke at a convention up at the F1 factory in London. And so I was able to speak there and I spoke mostly on nutrition there as well. So I found to be able to influence some things, which has been hugely gratifying. And I enjoy the speaking end of it. So to be able to get out there and hopefully change some lives and at least influence some people has been a great honor and a privilege. Hopefully we can help with that as well. Yeah. And of course, we're honored that it was because of an FCA program that you really got entrenched into this field, even though you knew that background because of your family. It's nice when we hear from members that something that we offered kind of changed the focus of your practice entirely. We are going to offer that coming up in the 2024 convention year. So our listeners that might be thinking, should I or shouldn't I get CME training? What are advantages of maybe getting that training and that certification, even if you're not going to be as fully involved in the driving community as Dr. Dixon is? How would a doctor in, who knows, maybe rural Florida or at the beach or somewhere like that, what would be the advantages of a chiropractic physician getting this training? I definitely recommend it. Team CME has been great and the FCA was fantastic. So 
I've been a member of the FCA ever since I graduated and haven't let that go. The FCA, I, I thank a lot for keeping our availability to even have this license available on the political side. I know that I don't have to worry about it because you guys are fighting for me, which is huge. So being able to have that license, do what I do, I give great credit to the FCA. I also thank Team CME and that's who's actually going to do it because they've been a great resource as well. I'm still a member of Team CME and if I have questions, I pick up the phone and I call them. As far as taking the class, I know a lot of docs that have taken the class and they've used it to fill in, you know, some extras. So sure, you're not going to jump on board and try and go into a truck stop, but maybe you have a local company or maybe you, I'm sure you've got some truck drivers that are your patients. And so if you offer it as just an add-in, they may go back and you may have a local company that's next to you and they may not need truck parking or they may not need other services, but if you can offer it, it's a cash thing. You don't bill insurance because insurance doesn't cover it. It's a work thing. It's not a health thing. And I recommend it. It's relationship building and you can definitely get some company relationships out of that. And, and maybe you can get those companies to offer Cairo as well and integrate that. But it's all about relationship building. So if there's somebody local to you that you can offer, or maybe there's a trucking school next to you that I obviously in, in my couple truck stops, see every truck driver out there. And there's so many of them that they need all the help that they can get especially if you can integrate the chiropractic with the DOT physicals. I think it's fantastic. So I highly recommend all of them. That's great to hear you say that. It seems like every guest I talk to, no matter what their practice focus is, that's always the answer. You have to develop relationships in your community. And when you do that, it comes back to you tenfold. That's just the way it works. And it's just really interesting. My only thing with that is don't underprice. Look and see what the, the going price is and, mm -hmm. and don't offer a deal for like $50 because it kills the whole industry. So they'll pay a decent price. I have no problem sharing that. I, I charge $125 from our DOT physical. Mm -hmm. They pay it all day long. I'm actually fairly low in my area. But if you're looking at charging, you can do a little less than that, but just don't undercut yourself. You went to a lot of school for what you did. You deserve every bit of it. And it's really not going to drive you much business just because you're drastically lower. So you deserve every penny of what you've earned. So that's my advice is don't just cut yourself short either. If you're going to do it, get paid for it. Yeah, absolutely. If any of our listeners want to, if they have a question or two for the driver's doctor, how do they reach you? Online, I'm driverselfclinic.com. You can email me at drdixon at driverselfclinic.com. All my social medias are driverselfclinic. My YouTube is driverselfclinic. It's, if you Google Dr. Bethany Dixon, you'll find me all over the place. Feel free to reach out, email me. I'm happy to, you know, give back as long as I've got a little bit of time. Awesome. We appreciate your time today. This has been great. I know you have a lot of other exciting stories to tell and other facets of your life that are very exciting, but we don't have time to talk about those today. So for now, I will just say thank you and we'll see you soon. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. And thanks to everyone for listening to this episode of the FCA podcast. Join us each month 
as we continue our conversation with key voices in the Florida chiropractic community, discussing topics directly impacting everyday practice, the profession, and the importance of staying connected with FCA. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. For more information on the Florida Chiropractic Association, visit us online at fcachiro.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.